You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos Country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, Nick, we're back from break. Let's jump into some keys to the game uh, against the Texans. Obviously, for me, my number one key is Russell Wilson. Can he continue to be the quarterback that we saw on Monday night. I think that we want to see a little bit, maybe a little bit more from him, maybe, you know, get the moon ball in there that we we've been dying to see. Uh, Obviously, you know, Lovey Smith is a guy that likes to play a lot of Tampa too, which I want to ask you about, you know, to maybe explain exactly. I I mean, I understand what it is, but maybe some people don't, maybe we can get into what that coverage looks like. And he, and he spoke about Russell Wilson, you know, this week and we, we have some audio for it, but he spoke really highly of Russell Wilson and that's, who I'm looking forward to see. So here's Lovey Smith talking about Russell and what he brings to the table. Uh, I, I think, you know, with just one game to uh, to sample it by, uh, Russell Wilson I don't think is going to change an awful lot. He's an excellent football player whenever he goes out on the football field. Uh, he can make all the throws. Uh, he's accurate. Uh, he's mobile. He knows how to uh, buy time uh, to throw the ball. Uh, with his legs, and when he does run, he knows how to get down and not take a hit. So just been a big fan, of course. Anybody that knows football has been a big fan of his. And uh, if you're a player, you know what that challenge brings, too. You know, we have a lot of young players on our on our defense, on defensive side, especially in the secondary, and uh, I mean, they want to see exactly how they match up against one of the greats. Yeah, that's Lovey Smith, courtesy of Broncos.com. Uh, Nick, just let me let me flip this on you right here. If you're Lovey Smith and you're preparing for Russell Wilson, who is obviously going to be a, a huge factor in this game, how do you prepare uh, for for a quarterback like him? Well, the fortunate thing for Lovey, he's coached in college football and he's dealt with a lot of the RPO system and mobile running backs because I mean quarterbacks because in college football. That's basically what they do with these guys. You, you, you watch every Saturday, you see some sign with uh, uh, maybe a face of Madonna. You know, having no idea what that means. And that's just kind of giving information to those quarterbacks. So Lovey is familiar with it and how, you know, to contain and make sure that those mobile quarterbacks don't get outside of the pocket. And that's something that the Seattle Seahawks tried to do last week. And you can expect that Lovey would try to do the same thing with their defense. And I, I can tell you this, man, this Houston Texans defense is so much better than it's been in, in years past. I mean, they really get after you up front. Uh, Jerry Hughes at the linebacker uh, position. Uh, I mean, play used to play for the Bills. They have some guys that can really get after them, especially on that second level. And one thing that I thought was great, even though they lost to the Colts uh, on Sunday, is those guys are downhill right now. I mean, they see it, they read it, 
and they get downhill and they're flat, fast flow type of defense. But that's where if you Nathaniel Hackett, you could take advantage of them because we saw last game on Monday night that the Broncos utilized their tight ends a lot and they u- utilized the, the boots keep game to kind of get Russell out on the edge and, and kind of exploit the defense with the tight end. So maybe that, that may be the game plan this week, but I know uh, this is a tough task just because it's the Houston Texans doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be somewhat of a cakewalk for the Broncos on Sunday. Yeah. And they, they also have some, some young guys in that secondary for Houston that I think are going to end up being really good players. I mean, you talk about Derek Stingley Jr., obviously highly talented out, out of LSU, maybe didn't have, the best, you know, last season at LSU, but is still a super talented guy, a guy that they believe is going to be a superstar for them. I mean, Lovey Smith talked about him yesterday and kind of compared him to Pat Sertan. And obviously Pat Sertan has been phenomenal, uh, you know, the last two years now for the Broncos. And so I'm interested to see what he looks like out there. And then the other one that, you know, I actually watched a lot of in college is Jalen Petrie at safety. And I wanted to get maybe your take on him and also just that Texan secondary, because Jalen Petrie is a guy out of Baylor that was one of the best safeties, in my opinion, in in the in the country last year. I mean, I, I watched him quite a bit because I, obviously I watch Oklahoma being an Oklahoma grad, and he would – I mean, he hits dudes. I mean, he's physical back there, and he's a guy uh, that can really play some good football. I, I can't remember. Did, did he maybe get banged up in game one, or maybe he got a targeting call or something like that, I think, against the Colts. But what do you think of that Texan secondary, especially with some of the young guys they've got? Uh, first off, uh, re- really a physical group. Uh, they run to the ball well. Uh, once again, that's one of the things that I saw. Uh, they're trying to get 11 hats in, in the frame to make sure that the receiver, the quarterback, or the running back definitely fills them, especially moving into the fourth quarter. But the one thing that uh, sticks out is uh, this is a young group. This is a group that's still trying to come together. They have areas that can be exploited, not because they're not talented enough. It is just because that they're still trying to learn how to play the game together. Still, Once again, it's, it's still week two, right? It's early on in the season, and every guy's trying to get a feel uh, for the game. And when I go back to watching uh, that, that game, they, the Houston Texans played against the Colts, they did a great job at the very beginning of the game trying to box in Jonathan Taylor, but eventually Taylor would end the, finish the game with 31 carries, 161 yards, and then one touchdown. And immediately I, I just kind of thought about the two running backs we have, but more importantly, you know, uh, Javante Williams and how he runs down here as a physical runner. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens and who gives first. Will it be the guys in the secondary for the Texans or will it be Javante Williams and Melvin going? I'm going to I'm going to put my money on Javante uh, in Melvin. But I know Lovey's probably thinking about how we're going to stop Russell and these two are running backs. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because you look at the stats from the Colts and, and, you know, Matt Ryan was 32 of 50, 352 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, that's a, a decent stat line. And I would assume Russell Wilson could have a very similar, if not better one, I would I would assume uh, than, than Matt Ryan. And then you you look at their, their rushing. Jonathan Taylor had 31 carries for 161 yards. I, I mean, I, I would assume, obviously, Javante Williams not going to get 31 carries, but if Javante Williams gets 15, 16 carries, he's going to be close to probably hitting that 100 yard mark. Uh, same with Melvin Gordon. If Melvin Gordon gets, you know, 10, 12 carries, uh, I think that they're going to be able to run the football on the Texans. And then again, if Matt Ryan's throwing for 352 yards, I, I, I mean, I would assume that Russell Wilson, after throwing for 340 
on the Seahawks, Seahawks, I feel like Russell could have a really big day. So while I think that this Texans defense will end up being pretty good in the future and they've got some really young, talented players, this is a defense that the Broncos should be able to score on. And, and of course, they can't fumble at the one-yard line, right? Uh, they have to execute in the red zone uh, and those sorts of things. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing if this Broncos offense can maybe put some points together. And I think that they're going to be pretty motivated too after the performance they put together last week. I think that this is a, a team that wants to go out and maybe run up the points and, and get you know 30, 40 points if they can. I know that's a that's a a tough ask, but I think that this is a team that's capable of doing that. Nick, let's flip it to the other side. What do you see from this Texans offense? I think obviously Davis Mills is a guy that you know wasn't somebody that was you know drafted in the first round. I don't believe isn't a guy that everybody was like, oh, you got to get this quarterback. But he's looked pretty solid. You know, last year he came in um, and obviously was thrown into a tough situation, played pretty well. And then last week, I'm looking at his stat line here, 23 of 37, 240 yards, two touchdowns, 98.9 rating. Uh, I feel like he's playing decent football right now. Yeah, he's playing uh, efficient football. That That's the best way to yeah. uh, uh, call it. And, you know, Lovey Smith, you know, loves Davis Mills in his second year. And the one thing about it, you know, there is some kind of familiarity with the offense and the verbiage, knowing as though, you know, the college he went to, Pep Hamilton, where he's been in his NFL career. So the idea is to take this young quarterback, make the game really easy for him, uh, hand, turn around, hand the ball off. They run a lot of RPO. One thing they did, they came out in the game against uh, the Colts with this kind of crazy uh, formation where they got both tackles with a running back in the backfield spread to spread the field just so they can see how the defense will line up with it. So that tells me uh, this is a team that has nothing to lose and everything to gain. So they have no problems running out with a couple of gadget plays. And this is what Jajiro Evero and the Broncos uh, defense will have to uh, plan for some of those gadget and gadget plays. But uh, I mean, Mills, he can throw the ball down the field. Yeah. Uh, he has the arm. The ball placement is there. The, the one thing that you worry about, do you have enough wide receivers? Now, they have uh, Farrell Brown and O.J. Howard, uh, who just was signed you know, before week one's matchup against the Colts, uh, who I thought was a, a good running back, I mean, tight end, excuse me, coming out of college. And I, I don't need, still don't know why Tampa let him go, but uh, he had two touchdowns on Sunday against the Colts. And let's go back to what we saw Monday yeah. night against the uh, Seattle Seahawks, the Seahawks used an efficient game plan to keep Geno Smith in rhythm, and they used their tight end. So, I mean, you watch film, you have to figure that the Texans will try to utilize the same uh, uh, scheme against the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, the, the tight end concern is a real one, right? When you looked at their coverage, obviously the, the first one seemed like a busted coverage, and, and Alex Singleton makes the sack, and we're not talking about it, right? But the second yeah. one, uh, you know, it looks like Griffith – gets beat looked like maybe he was expecting some some help over the top um you know i think kareem jackson was there a little bit late maybe but i, I think that that's definitely a concern when you look at a guy like oj howard I'm, I'm a big believer in him too kid out of alabama um you know was phenomenal in college i thought he played well in tampa bay obviously was let go i think by the bills after. yeah by the bills yeah and so i i think that he's a guy that could be an x-factor you've got brandon cooks on the outside um, you know, for them as well. And he's a guy that's obviously played a lot of football as a guy that can uh, come in and be a difference maker. Nick, if when you're drawing up this defense, let's say, let's put you in Evero's shoes and, and, and you're, you're going up, you're planning for this offense. Where are the weaknesses? Where do you think you can take advantage 
of this offense because I think that when you lose a guy like Justin Simmons, this feels like a game. Justin Simmons, you know, he's had five interceptions the last two years in each of the last two seasons. This feels like a game that he would maybe get one of those. You get a couple turnovers. Last week they only got one on the forced fumble by Randy Gregory. Where do you think that this Broncos defense can take advantage of the Texans, maybe force some turnovers and get the ball back? Well, because the Texans don't really have what I'm going to call like that marquee wide receiver. And this is not a shot at uh, Brandon Cooks because I think he's one hell of a, uh, a wide receiver. Once again, you have Ronald Darby and you have PS2. If those two guys cannot match up match up with the Texans wide receivers and take them out of the equation, then we have a problem. But I know, and I know you know as well, these two guys are definitely capable of that. So with Simmons being out, now you can use KJAC or even Caden Stearns in a different way, dropping them into – that soft zone between the hashes and allow them to rob anything. And what I mean by rob, take away any of those uh, uh, short intermediate routes and still be active in the run game. This is where you can take advantage of because we know, you know, Pierce is one heck of a running back and he proved that uh, in, in the preseason and in the game on, on Sunday. So this is where you are trying to utilize all the skill sets of your guys to really force uh, Davis Mills to really beat you and, and tie one hand behind his back. And try to beat you, uh, you know, handing the ball off and maybe throwing some short passes. But this is where the Broncos defense can take advantage of the Texans uh, team on offense. Right. Yeah, I think that that's this is a game that the Broncos should win. Right. I mean, when you look on both sides of the ball, I think that, you know, again, the Texans, I think, have a, have a decent defense and, and they should be able to maybe slow the Broncos down at times. But I just think that they have too many weapons. Uh, the Broncos do that, that they should be able to put up some points. And then, like you just said, on the defensive side, I just think that the secondary, despite being down Justin Simmons and Caden Stern sliding into that role, I just think that they're going to be able to maybe create some turnovers, put Davis Mills in some difficult positions, especially if, you know, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory off the edge, if they can get to him, put some pressure on him. I think as good as Davis Mills has been at times, you know, he's going to make some mistakes. He's still a young quarterback. And I think that, this Broncos defense being the veteran group that it is uh, can get some stops. And, you know, I think that the Texans only ran for 77 yards last week. This isn't a team that's going to be like the Seahawks where they just run it down uh, your throat. I, I think that this is a, this is a team that is going to rely on Davis Mills to make some big plays. So you got to limit those, right? You got to limit the gadget plays. You got to limit the big plays. Lastly, Nick, do we want to do some sort of predictions? Like I, I know we, uh, you know, typically don't maybe do that, but do you, do you want to put in a prediction for this game? How do you yeah. want to? finish yes. this off here why not so i'm going here's my prediction for the game obviously it is a broncos win they get the first win of the season i'm going to put the broncos 27 13 i like it i like yeah. it mine's mine's very similar i i think the broncos bounce back this week i think that they're probably a little bit angry about how monday night went i think that they don't let that snowball uh, and i think that they want to put together a really good performance you're back home russell wilson's first game at empower field I think the Broncos win like 31 to 10. And, and maybe that's way too big of a difference. I just think that they come out and they, they play really well. They play good football. Uh, they limit the Texans in, in the big plays. And I think Russell Wilson has a, a really big day in his first game at mile high. Um, Nick, any final thoughts before we get out of here for the weekend? The final thoughts, you know, hey, it's, it's real simple. Broncos need to win. It's about being efficient, doing your job. But more importantly, with the prediction that both you and I just gave, that means that uh, – they are really efficient inside the red zone, and they're yeah. not turning the ball over. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. 
that should be the number one key every week, right? Don't turn the ball over and force right. turnovers, right? You you win the turnover battle, the majority of the time you're going to win the football game. So absolutely. Uh, so hopefully the Broncos figure that out this week. But thanks for everybody tuning in. Make sure you guys like, subscribe to the podcast, uh, and we'll be back next week with uh, a post game podcast. Hopefully uh, Monday on on our reaction to the Texans game. Hopefully it's a win for the Broncos this week. Maybe we're not talking about a long field goal try. Um, you know, for 45 minutes next week. So um, thanks, Nick, for, for hop, hopping on here, and we'll see you guys next week.